Okay, first of all, huge disclaimer yeah. anytime a tax question is asked because you definitely need to consult a CPA for that. Most Nikki's of dad's a CPA, by the way. My dad is a CPA. But even then, I asked him a tax question this morning, which I thought like, you think CPAs know all the answers to everything, but there's so many different divisions of tax professionals that like I asked him a 401k question. And he was like, I don't fuck with it. He was like, Have you, you got to ask your administrator for that. Have you ever wondered? And I always think about this because we all, because like your dad's a CPA. Yeah. There are bad CPAs out there. True. Wouldn't it be interesting to find out that your dad's just a really bad CPA? <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo and this is my podcast host, Steve Green. Hello, I am indeed podcast host. My name is Steve Green. I'm also known as Iceman. I'm also known as Ace. I'm also known as the Crypto King. But perhaps most of you know me as Steve from Tasty Tuesday or the Tasty Tuesday the Man. Tasty Tuesday Man. That is also one of my... You've gotten recognized in public as the Tasty Tuesday Man quite a few times. I never won an award as the Tasty Tuesday Man and that's my biggest regret. Hmm. That's why. That's why. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I haven't done Tasty Tuesday in a while, so you know, maybe maybe that's why. So I'll maybe, ramp it back up again. I think if you ramp it back up, maybe we get nominated for a streamy. Maybe I think it's gonna happen. I just got some new cookbooks and I'm kind of dying to do Tasty Tuesday there again. We go. Um but I'm doing it on my vlog channel now, youtube.com slash Nikki. That's youtube.com slash N I K K I. So check that out. Nice and clean. Look at look at that. Yeah. YouTube.com slash Nikki. Isn't wow. that crazy? I got Nikki. It's like pretty good. I am just Nikki. You did good. I am the Nikki. Just stay active because they'll take it from you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I used to make sure to log in at least once a year, even when I wasn't you posting on that to. channel, just so they'll I didn't lose that you, channel. Man. They'll give it to Nikki Minaj. That's how I got it. Oh, I really? got some other person, some poor Nikki out there, like back in the YouTube oh, right. days I knew that. when they first, you know, when YouTube was first starting, everyone just like got their name. Right. Yep. And then those people never checked their account ever again. So if by chance the channel you wanted hadn't been logged into in five years or more, or I think it was two years, actually, if it hadn't been logged into in two years, they YouTube the just, shit. yeah, just like Fucking let you have it. So. I got it from some other person. So it says it started in 2005, but I really didn't start posting on there till 2009. So sick. Anyway, that's not what this is about. It's about questions it's about from you. you. It's about you. A lot of people call it a Q&A, but we call it a U&A. Aw, that's adorable. It sounds like something that, I don't know, some asshole thought of like in a high rise somewhere doing cocaine. And they're like, oh my God, a U&A, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's like how every freaking person says, uh, YouTube is about you. It's Ugh. in the name. No YouTube. shit, you dumb fuck. Like we, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're not profound. Like, stop. Good Lord. Okay. So I'm going to pick the juiciest questions I see. I haven't read them yet. I'm just going based off title. Yeah. But you guys title. know by now that I go based off title. So hopefully you made sure your title's cool. Yep. Okay. It's always fun when it's urgent. So this one is working for yourself, freelancing help. Ooh. Very, very urgent. Okay. Hi, Icebreaker and Iceman. Let's get to the most important part, compliments. Yeah, hell yeah. This mm -hmm. person gets us. Thank you. The advice you guys give is literally unmatched. You're both so knowledgeable about many different topics, and I really appreciate you sharing your life experiences with your listeners so we can make better choices. I love how you both are so such unique and interesting people, and then together you're like this amazing, unstoppable power couple. Oh my God, wow. I'm blushing. I love listening to the pod and watching your videos and pretending we're BFFs. LOL. Sorry if that's creepy. It's not. We're friends. We're totally BFFs. We're very close. Also, by the way, I didn't give my usual disclaimer. Although we're super knowledgeable about a bunch of topics, we are not experts, so don't come for us. 
if you have financial questions, we're going to answer them. For sure, sure we're going to answer them. We're going to tell you what to do. But we, this is not financial advice. If you saw what my IQ was, it would make you very uncomfortable <laughs> if, you were, if you were listening to me for financial Have you taken advice. an IQ test? I broke it. Oh, you broke it. Yeah. I broke that it. Makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I broke it in the but not in the good way. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Got a fat IQ. No, no, no. I broke it in a not good way. Oh, okay. Yeah. You got a flaccid IQ. <laughs> it, it was not good. Okay. Let's get to this person's question. Anyway, my question is this. After spending my whole life working a regular job because I thought it was the only way, I've recently gone into freelance writing. However, I'm overwhelmed with balancing my time and trying to figure out taxes, insurance, and paying myself. I'm also struggling to figure out when the right time is to quit my day job and go freelancing full-time. Can you share any advice you have? Nikki, I know you worked as a waitress and did acting in YouTube. How did you manage it all? When did you know it was time to go full-time with YouTube and your other work that you do as your own boss? Any advice on getting your own insurance and dealing with taxes? Thank you so much. I love you guys. Jenny. Okay. First of all, huge disclaimer. Yeah. Anytime a tax question is asked, because you definitely need to consult a CPA for that. Most Nikki's of the dad's a CPA, by the way. My dad is a CPA. But even then, I asked him a tax question this morning, which I thought like, you think CPAs know all the answers to everything, but there's so many different divisions of tax professionals that like i asked him a 401k question and he was like i don't fuck with it he was like have you, you ever, gotta ask your administrator for that have you ever wondered and i always think about this because we all because like your dad's a cpa yeah there are bad cpas out there true wouldn't it be interesting to find out that your dad's just a really bad cpa <laughs> <laughs> like that you asked him that question and like he you know you think that a cpa should answer it yeah but then you're like actually i found out the cpas don't know everything but then yeah like, we just and you didn't know this other question I asked you. Dad gets a bunch of complaints about him. He actually sucks ass at this job. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? I don't think he would really have kept his job so long if, if that was the case. Love you, Darcy. I know you're listening. That was for you. <laughs> I think my dad listens too. Does he? Oh, yeah. that's for you, Ben. Here he you actually, go. wait, he actually told me to try to find a way to sneak his name in. To there you go, today. Ben. Boom. He's you're like, in. find a way to throw me into the podcast. Boom, he's in. There, you're in. He's in. You're in. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, so he's a great CPA, by the way. I, I used him. He's fantastic. Well, I will give you advice of what I know and have experienced. I can't promise you that it's the best and most thorough advice. So let's go back to the question, balancing your time and trying to, okay. Balancing your time. That's tricky, but I will say if you can just find a four hour, and that sounds kind of long, but it's, it's statistically shown that people on average can only pay attention and have extreme focus for four hours at a time. So, you know, you get off from your job, either have like four hours after that, like you eat dinner and then you go from like six to 10, just working on your That's why I hate breaks. Freelance. I fucking hate breaks. Yeah. Breaks are the- Breaks, they stop. I can't do stop, start. I gotta go, go, go. I gotta go, go, go. Yeah. If we're working on a script or something, we're jamming really good. Mm -hmm. I gotta keep going, going, going. Like if I, if I do a break, then I lose my train of thought and I lose all the momentum. It's all, yeah. it's a momentum game. That's why it helps for me. It helps a lot to schedule everything out because schedules are so weird. So when I was a waitress, I wouldn't have shifts every day. It'd be like, okay, I'm working from Friday to Tuesday and then I have Wednesday off and then I work Thursday and then I don't work again that next Friday, you know? So having my schedule of when I have to be at work scheduled and then I can actually see with my eyeballs, like what blocks of time I have open. And so I would schedule it as if it's a second job. So yeah. I'm scheduling my freelance and you can't treat it like, oh, I'm the boss, I can fuck off, you know? No, you have to schedule it as if you got hired 
to do the second job. And so, um, you know, at first it was kind of hard to like, how do I fill my time with that second job? Because if I'm the boss, like what exactly, what do I need to be doing? So with acting, it was like a lot of, well, it was a lot of coaching and it was a lot of like practicing and doing exercises. Um, if I didn't have acting work to do, I would do stand up stuff or I started doing YouTube and I would plan out videos and do content creation and, you know, filming. But you and would, ma- you would basically just make time. But for I fill it. out that schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And, and make sure that you're working on that every day and that if it's truly something you're passionate about doing, that's the key. And you, you keep that goal in mind of that you want to walk away from your job eventually. Right. And hopefully preferably sooner than later it helps to hate your job too by the way i hated my it fucking definitely job. helps to hate your i job. hated my job and anytime i was doing anything that wasn't my job i was like this is absolutely lit freedom yes yeah and then so doing tubes right i would get off of my job or even i would be done with improv stuff and i couldn't wait to do yeah youtubes yes and then for the free, for the taxes stuff just remember if you're a freelancer if you are a 1099 independent contractor yeah, they're not taking taxes. They're not withholding it like they do when you're an employee. So you have to pay those taxes at the end of the year. It's cool because you get all of your money up front, but you have to remember that 35% or more of that is going to go to the government at the end of the year. So um, what I like to do or the, the only way that I was able to keep track of that is I anything I made from freelance, I put away 50%. Like, I don't want to take any chances. And then if I had any left over, then that's tight, you know. But the worst thing you want to happen is you spent all your money and then your tax bill comes around and they you oh. owe 20 grand. I watched that happen up close and personal at, when I used to work at Maker Studios. Yeah. All these noobs were dunking crazy checks. Yeah. And then, like, I, I knew when it was tax time because all the newer tubers would be in there. And then, like, one time... There, there have been some tears shed because they couldn't believe their tax bill. Yeah. And they're like telling everyone in the office and we're all trying not to laugh at this person because they're kind of a douchebag anyway. Well, didn't that happen to you in the beginning too? Well, of course. Yes. But I laughed at their pain. I got, yes. I got to pay it forward. It was much more painful yeah, for yeah, them because yeah, yeah. yeah, they were... I didn't get my tax bill at the office. Kind of this guy smug. got his tax bill at the office and started crying and fucking like... Like, oh my god, I had to well, pay like and this particular person was very pompous about how much exactly. money they were making. And yeah. they would rub it in your face all the fucking time. Yeah. And then to hear about the it tax was very bill flashy. and that they were too flashy with their money. It mm. was a beautiful elixir that made a uh, a moment that I will never forget. Yes. I agree. I like when someone kind of gets grounded down back down to earth. It's a blast. Um, okay, and then when it comes to when is it time to quit your job and do freelancing full-time, I would say like after you have set aside 50% of your earnings, if you can still live off that extra 50% with padding, then you can think about making that your full-time job. Um, for me, it was it was very serendipitous. I had booked something right when I had slowly been getting been taking off the shifts from like, my restaurant job where I like would give my shifts away and then management kind of realized that I was like never coming into work. Like there was a point where I was just like working one shift a week and they're like, do you even want this job anymore? And I was like, honestly, no. And, and, uh, and it just so happened. Why to are be you doing a, the one shift? You're just like, kicking just it? in case, yeah. you know, could, well, so I could stay employed there. Okay. So that like, let's say something I was doing on YouTube fell through right. and then I needed money. You so I could, I could yet. pick up shifts. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I didn't feel, I didn't feel, quite stable enough to cut the umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, it was very, it was very hard. Like anytime you're making a big decision like that, it's like, holy shit, it, this, I could fall on my face. Yeah. But I had the whole like leap in the net will catch you mm-hmm. sort of 
kind of follow your intuition on that. Mm -hmm. And like logically, I would just barely be making ends meet, but I felt like I needed to open up that space in order for that space to be filled with new jobs. And that's what happened. And um, fortunately, like I ended up booking a huge national commercial like right after that. Like maybe that'll happen to you. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, or whatever you could book a huge client, you know, whatever you're doing for freelance. Um, you could book a huge, I think you're writing freelance. So like you, you could book like a huge article, sell, um, some writing, you know, something big could happen. Um, but I would do it, you know, the rule of thumb would be, can I live off of 50% of what I'm making freelancing? Because Mm -hmm. knowing that a lot of it's going to go to taxes, 50% 50% would be my my rule of thumb, personally. Love and it. that's pretty conservative, but, you know. Also, oh, make sure you take advantage of tax write-offs. Um, I don't know, you know, what exactly you're doing, but um, you can pretty much, you can write off a lot, like, depending on what your side hustle is. Ask a tax professional, obviously, because sometimes if you're not incorporated, it's harder to prove that something was strictly for business and not for personal. So definitely consult a CPA on this. But um, you could write off a lot, and that'll help you get a lot of tax savings. And if you can't afford a CPA, you can go to Cora. <laughs> yeah. I think that's highly recommended. Yeah, in highly the field. recommended. Highly recommended in the field. And this is a very serious show. Yes. So. Good luck Thank to you. you. Congrats on your freelancing, and congrats on realizing that you found something that you like doing way better than your. We're happy for you. Job. A lot of people don't don't even find that. So good, exactly. good, good on you. Good on ya. All right, this one's called My Crush Thinks I'm a Sex Object. Help. <laughs> good th- good okay. thumbnail, good okay. title. Yeah, good. Th- you got me. Hi, Nikki and Steve. This is kind of long, so if you don't want to read it, I get it. My name is Mary, and my pronouns are she, her. I'm a 17-year-old. A little background on me. I have a very traumatic experience with... I have very traumatic experiences, plural, with men. I'm bisexual. My sister killed herself when I was 12. Oh, my gosh. Jesus. I'm so sorry. Wow. And I'm, uh, I'm a left-winged feminist living in Southern Alabama, so you can understand the stress I live through daily. So my dating pool is not the greatest. I had a big crush on this guy. I'll just call him Davis because that's his last name. He presented himself as basically perfect. He was taller than my five foot nine ass, which is rare for me. Wow, you're a tall girl. Is that tall? <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on. It's tall for a girl. Moving on. He was liberal, he was accepting, and he was just really nice to me. But soon he became very weird. Davis would start texting me hella weird things. This motherfucker would straight up text me, spit on me, or choke me with your thighs as a joke. He would also publicly hug me, kiss my forehead, lay on my thighs, etc. He had previously dated my friend Grace, so I asked her if he did any of this when he liked her. She said he never did anything like that. Davis dates around commonly, but he would never stop telling me that I'm beautiful, entertaining, fun, cool, etc. It has calmed down now that we have no classes together. I'm a junior and he's a senior. But we still have mutual friends, so he still does it. He basically just treats me like an object to pretend like he's dating me, even though everyone likes him. Um, I thought he liked me because of this, but he never made it a real move. Is that bad that for once I wanted someone to make a move on me? Recently, however, it was discovered that he that the band director at our school was a pedophile. The guy had five downloaded dark web pictures of underage trafficking victims on his computer. Child pornography. This is a very, very intense email. Meaty. Jeez. Meaty. Very t- full of tea. People were making fun of it all day, but the minute I made a joke to Davis, he told me to shut up. Shut up! Are you fucking kidding me? You don't tell me to shut up. Whore? Th- wait. Whore? Whore? Who's, wait, he's a whore or you're a whore? You don't tell me to shut up, whore. He had the balls to say I was insensitive. Fuck off. So I apologize. But 
I frankly, as someone who was molested and mother was almost raped when she was 14, I have no time for that shit. I have no time for pedophile justification. Here's the thing, though. I still strangely like him. I still want his attention. I still want him to like me. I know I sound like a pubescent, moody teen, but it's so annoying when you literally see every one of your friends going to parties, having sex, and basically just living an exciting life with their significant other. I'm just so bored with my life. I know the whole thing of plenty of fish in the sea, but it's not for me. This guy was practically my last choice. My ex-boyfriend spread my nudes around. My ex-girlfriend tried to buy shame me. I know I probably just like him because of the circumstances, but I literally don't have many choices. As I've always said, I don't want a significant... Wait, I don't need a significant other. I want a significant other. Okay. Okay, we're not having kids thanks to this email. Yeah. Just so you know. So... <laughs> Whatever's going on in your world is insane. This is a lot to that unpack. That is insane. That is a lot to unpack. Wow. First of all, you're very young. 17. I know you don't want to sound. She says she doesn't want to sound like it. She is it. But you are it and it's not your fault and it's okay. You just be it. You're accept that that is it. We all went through it. We we're all that. You're better because of it. You have a heavy past. So, you know, God bless you um, for even being self-aware enough to realize that this might sound moody. May she bless you. God. Yes. May she bless you. Well, we don't know her pronouns. Oh, true. God's pronouns. Um, So... (laughs) Uh, so don't settle. <laughs> okay. If you, I mean, at the end of the email, you're like, this is my last choice. No, it's not. And I know you don't want to prescribe to the notion that th- there's plenty of fish in the sea, but okay. Only settle if you're willing to recognize it as you're settling and like for the experience. Okay. Like you can, you're allowed to have shitty relationships for the experience, but realize like when they're toxic and then like you you learn from them, right? You're, we all had shitty relationships, but realize that you're settling. And if you, you see it as this is your, my last choice, but I still like him. It is what it is. Like, it's not, this is not your forever. Then you're allowed to pine after somebody if you want to, but you um, like the guy. That's the thing. Well, hold on. Let me just, let me just, if I may. Yeah, go ahead. I think she likes him. She feels like there's been some maybe warning signs. Yeah. Do you agree with the warning? I signs? don't. I don't either. Um, I think I that, just want to get right to the core of yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that there is, this is a, I don't think he's treating you like a sex, sex object. I don't think he sees you only as a sex object. Yeah. Unless you, there's more details we don't have. Him, uh, him texting you maybe fetishes that he has or whatever. Yeah, and I think because you're so young, like maybe you're not ready for those types of texts and maybe you need to set boundaries because you're yeah, like, um, yeah, hey, that's not for me, you right. know? Um, but I don't think it's a red flag necessarily. I no. don't, I don't think that he's treating you like an object. Um, you know, once you get intimate with somebody, it's kind of like, Hey, what are you into? What am I into? No judgment, you know? Yeah. Don't yuck your yum and don't all yuck that my stuff. yum. Yeah. And if that's not your thing, you just let them know. Like, yeah. that's not my thing. Boundaries. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's the equivalent. Maybe just take another look at that. Maybe there's something that we're missing information wise that we yeah. don't have. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, we were just going off of your email here, but I feel like maybe if it is indeed just from what we're reading, I don't know if that's the correct assessment of what he's done. That's all. Yeah. And then when it comes to the band teacher thing with him kind of getting uh, defensive when if you're making a joke about it, um, this could just be him. Like if it's not proven that this guy is a, a pedophile, maybe it's just someone like trying to be understanding of their side. But I don't know. I don't know enough about. Or maybe do we don't know the cat. I don't know this guy. I mean, for example, people who know me wouldn't know that I had a guy grab me one time. Yeah. Like when I was asleep, and he was like, 
you know, I guess, you know, sexual, whatever you want to call it. It's, yeah, you got molested. Right. But um, it's not like, so when, when it comes up, it's not something I necessarily think about the forefront of my mind, but we don't know what this guy's been through. I, I don't know idea. Right. So maybe he hears pedophilia. Maybe he's been through some maybe shit. Who the triggered. fuck knows? Yeah, we don't know. Who, I don't know. I don't claim to know. But I wouldn't. I don't want to necessarily judge him based off that either. Yeah, who knows? So. Who absolutely knows? That's all. Yeah, and I don't think he's he's defending a pedophile by being like, oh, like that's weird. I don't, I don't know. We just don't know. Yeah, we, you got to defend a pe- pedophile if you're gonna if you're gonna defend a pedophile, right? Yeah, like you actually, it better be something where you're actually defending the guy and not just going like, ah, I don't know about that. That's insensitive. Yeah, if this like, guy not, if this guy was doing things like saying like, I think it's okay to have a relationship with children and to sexually, you know, yeah, but it doesn't sound like this guy did that. No, so I think that maybe he gotta take another look. That's all. Yeah, maybe just Zoom like out a little bit. Calm the emotions a little. Um, see someone for who they are, not necessarily like some archetype. Uh, yeah, and these yeah. biases, and yeah. maybe you ha- your biases are a little colored with your past. With you know, you said your ex leaked your nudes. That's terrible. Horrible. So sorry about that. Um, and then your ex girlfriend bias shamed you. I mean, like you know, there's a lot of issues stacked on issues, but it can almost start projecting onto someone that's innocent like yeah, that exactly. had nothing to do with any of that yeah. so just kind of keep that in mind but we're rooting for you we're rooting for you yeah. we want you to win we want you to f- um to find a significant other you know yeah. it's something that you want you're yearning for you definitely like that's the age where people start getting curious about relationships and stuff ultimately statistically and hormones are raging statistically you guys won't last but yeah. it have a great time mm-hmm. that's all yeah recognize it as the experience that it is yeah and try not and also try not to overanalyze it either like that and you said hey i know this won't last yeah but let's just you know i'm not saying that either and you said he he presented himself as basically perfect no one's perfect so don't idealize someone either be wary of those yeah in fact but anyway this is a lot you're 17 so i get it there's just a lot that you're just gonna learn by experience unfortunately like there's nothing i could say to you to pad you enough to um, have a perfect experience. You're just not, you're just not going to have that. Listen, when you were born, I was 18 years old. I was a year older than you are now. Wow. Okay. You're old. Hey, you're old too, asshole. Nah. Point being, you just learn a lot as you go. When you were born, I was 17. A young buck. Not even an adult yet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I hope that helps. We hey, good you. luck. We yeah, love you. Good luck. Really. Next question. FYI, you are one of my favorite coping skills. Okay. Okay. Dear Nikki, I'm a legit therapist. I'm a licensed mental health professional who works with little kids, children's, teens, and adults. I hear you talk about mental health and appreciate you always telling people to seek a professional if they really need it. Yes. See, we do that. Can you believe it? Yes. Keep shouting out to that. End the mental health stigma. Yes. Yeah, we love it. Anyways. I've dealt with a lot in counseling sessions and have have to take time to break apart my day. And I just wanted to give you a heads up that you are awesome at breaking the tension, bringing some laughter, and helping to cope with the day. Aw. Is there Steve news? Having regular use of coping skills is so important. Through the pandemic, the level of pain I see in my clients is utterly heartbreaking, and self-care is so crucial to get through and build resiliency, even for us counselors out there. Well, I wanted to tell you that you are one of my favorite self-care go-tos. I watch your videos on breaks after really hard sessions like talking about self-harm and suicide 
or through my lunch break after spending hours exhausting myself trying to catch the attention of a little kid and then trying to help them with their anxiety. I do dig Steve too. Here you go. All right. There you go. Okay, refer, we were worried. I refer to him perpetually in my mind as Tasty Tuesday Man. <laughs> uh, it's Look, it's good branding. Hey, it's, that, it's that intro branding. really worked for I have the, to say. The, the callback. I haven't brought up in a long time. But I know, it's so random. You know. But all in all, it is it is you. Oh, oh my gosh, I can't. Oh, oh. Wow, back oh, to that. Wow. It's a lot of attention. Um, I find you to be gorgeous, very happy, very real, super silly about your puns. And though you pretend to be dumb at times, I get that you are a super intelligent woman. Oh, my God. Are uh, you about to get a phone number? Did I write this? Anyway, um, I have trouble taking this many compliments, especially when it's just to me and not to Steve. Yeah. I hope you read this out loud on your podcast, but if not, just know that you rock. You doing your videos and posts on IG, et cetera, do have an impact on your fans. But not only that, if it helps the helpers out there to get through, you are vicariously touching the lives of kids and adults who are really hurting in the pandemic. Thank you for that, Ashley. Oh, there wasn't even a question. No question, just compliment. Wow. Just wanted to info oh my dump gosh. on my wife here. That's fine. Thank you so much. Wow. wow. And with that, we're going to go on a this. break. We're cutting this. <laughs> Mark, cut it. Oh, I really appreciate that. That's really awesome to hear that. Um, that there are, yeah, I never think about that mental health professionals also need a mental health break because they're absorbing like so much heaviness throughout the day. We are always about professional help. Yes. Especially with mental stuff. Absolutely. I will fix a door if I can. I will not go to a professional. I will try to fix things around the house. You've also uh, without going to professional broken our doors, right? And windows, I will try to do fix as well. But let me tell you something: I will not try to do that about mental health. That's true. I will seek a professional every single time. Absolutely, that's awesome. Yeah. Or I will go to Quora. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. Highly We're gonna, recommend. And when we come back, me and the Tasty Tuesday Man are going to answer more of your questions. Stay tuned. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blake. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> and we're back. Final stretch, folks. Let's bring it home. Well, what about it? Steve just said that, but he said it before I had to sleep. I didn't so. say that. Yeah. And I would like that to be stricken from the record. Thank you. This one says, attempt number two, Steve, he broke up with me at Christmas. So I, oh, I picked one with your name in the title hey. so you feel a little special. Balance it this out. a little nostalgic for me. Okay. Okay. So it goes, hi, Sticky. I love you, but got to be quick because I could write a dissertation on the subject. Good for you. Wow. Uh, my boyfriend, okay, it says, okay. My boyfriend and I met three years ago on Tinder by chance, and I was living in London at the time, and he, li he lived and had a business in rural Germany. We had a connection that neither of us had felt before, and he flew over to meet me. We got into a relationship instantly and said we loved each other within the first few weeks. Hey, when you know, you know. When we were long, we were long distance for a year and a half while I was finishing my degree, and then we moved in together in my home country. At his suggestion, I, I would have rather stayed in London. We had a fairy tale relationship the first two years. He yeah. was the perfect boyfriend. He loved and cared about me, supported me, was my best friend, became best friends with my family. I trusted him 100%. It was all just there. 
We both considered each other soulmates. He was looking for engagement rings. We talked about kids. I thought I was pregnant at one point and he was very excited. We oh, planned no. our whole future together. What's going to go it wrong? Was matter of, it was not a matter of if, but when. Yeah, this is, you're building it up okay, really good. Good job. So far, good job. Yeah. Anyway, the deal was he would be there with me 80% of the time and 20% in Germany. That did not end up happening. And the last year, he started spending more and more time in his village and less time with me. He kept trying to convince me to move there with him, but I couldn't for three reasons. One, I'm a city girl. I can imagine myself living in I'm the not countryside. Not really a village girl. Yeah, like a village in Germany. That sounds so like, sounds like do they have windmills and baked cookies? Right? Like, what do they do Fucking there? Christmas markets and shit. <laughs> they uh, all like have those, picture them in those like suspenders and like aprons and like, yeah. Lederhosen. That's, I don't know. It's the wardrobe of my That's people. That's the word? Yeah. Are you German? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I guess. You kind of look Swedish. Like when we went to Sweden, you looked like all those people in Sweden. I'm Floridian. Anyway, uh, one, she's a city girl. I can, ima I can imagine myself living in the countryside later on in life, but not at 24. Two, I have a very urban design job. I could not have a career there. Three, his family hated me because oh. I was not German and was from the city. So oh. for all the reasons you are who you are, that's why they hate they me. They wanted a villager. They wanted a villager. It happens. They want to do a Leuterhosen or what is it? Lederhosen. Lederhosen. Hey, don't laugh at the wardrobe of my fucking people. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. We had a pretty rough year as I could feel him distancing my, himself from me more and more. And I was super unhappy because of it. The pandemic didn't help. I tried having conversations with him to get to the bottom of what was wrong. But he always said he loved me and we'd figure it out. He couldn't imagine life without me. Cut to a couple of months ago. I caught him texting a girl from his village and hiding it from me. <laughs> I couldn't. He say village. I it just, just picture hot. I know, dude. I I'm picture like huts. Dude, I'm picturing Animal Crossing characters. Yes, yes, that's exactly. I, I can't help it. Look, they're starting fires. Yeah. yeah. I live in LA. I've lived in LA for 15 years. What do you want? Yeah, village. I just, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I could not believe it. I asked him to stop. On his birthday, I caught him texting her and deleting messages again, and I broke up with him. Oh my God, this, oh, that hurts my heart. He begged me on his knees to stay. He begged me. Oh. He was crying that nothing was going on with her. He loved me, and I forgave him. The next day, he had a flight to Germany. He kissed me and told me everything would be okay and not to break up with him. He's, he's going back to his village. Well, he is gone. Unbelievable. <laughs> he was supposed to come back for Christmas. In about a week, we had a fight. I was obviously not over the betrayal. We hadn't even gotten a chance to properly talk about it. The next day, he sends me a breakup text. I begged him to reconsider, and he dragged me along for a month-long, quote-unquote, break before calling me at Christmas to break up with me. Everyone is shocked. Everyone who knew us said we, we surely would end up together, and he loved me madly. Nobody knows what the hell is happening. My theory is that he realized he would have to choose between me and his business. He tried moving his business, but it failed. I guess he's too dependent on his family and his village. <laughs> Killer. And then he tried to move me there when I wasn't willing. So he made his choice, stopped trying with me, but couldn't accept it for a year and dragged me through hell until he convinced himself himself we were not compatible. He doesn't love me and wants the village life, etc. Things I had never heard before. He also has family issues. His parents are very cold and distant. He's constantly looking for approval. So I guess me not getting that approval meant a lot more than I thought. I haven't seen him since he left and he is pretending I'm dead, literally erasing any proof I ever existed. While we were breaking up, I asked him what he was feeling and he literally he's says coping. he feels nothing. Yeah. I, I think what hurts more than the breakup itself is the way he's treating me now and how he's pretending I never meant anything to him. This is what happens. I mean, I could have respected his decision to split and choose his business and family, but I can't accept the way it happened. I feel like it's not real, like I'm in a parallel universe. I moved from my dream city from him, moved away from my friends, from a better career, everything in the name of love, and now I'm here alone in the pandemic with no option to return to London at the moment. It's a nightmare. He said he will come back sometime in February to move out of the apartment and, at my request, have a closure chat. 
I've already moved out. And after thinking about it, I told him it's better not to meet up. And he showed no feelings. It was like he was sending a work email. I'm so heartbroken. I genuinely, genuinely thought he was the one. All signs pointed to it, but he's a different person now today than who I shared my life with for years. I guess my questions are, how do you get over your first real love and how do you know that the person is the one? I mean, our relationship was so perfect until it wasn't. Nobody saw it coming. P.S. I love you both and I would be so, 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 so thankful if I got your opinion on this situation. We love you back. This was a very long email, but very juicy, so well worth done. it. Yeah. Good build. And then, yeah, at the end, I mean, we could have taken, taken a little bit of it out at the end. Yeah. But I got to say, real good build. Sometimes really when solid. you're heartbroken, like you just are pouring your You just kind of keep going. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I have been on both sides of this situation. I literally dumped a chick the day before Christmas Eve one time yeah. because I was fucking sick. And this happened a lot, by the way, where if I couldn't come to something, this chick would flip the fuck out about it. Right. Okay. So do it personally. Supposed to go to her family's Christmas thing. Okay. Her family, they all were going to make tamales because that's what they did every year for Christmas. And you know me, I fucking love Mexican food. I can't fucking love wait. Love Mexican food. I can't wait to this eat your man, tamales. Ugh. I can't wait to go have some authentic Mexican tamales. Are you I've made them kidding me? once in our relationship and he was, it was the best day of his life. Listen, I fell in love all over again. Okay. It gave me heartburn, but go on. Fair. Okay. A lot of that, it's tamas. Right? It, it is. You know? Okay. So. Maze, I think. I don't know. Masa, I, I like to eat it in order. The mesa. Mesa. The flour. Yeah, that one, that one. Okay, masa. Okay. Okay, so I tell her, yo, I cannot come to your family's tamale making thing because I'm fucking sick. I, I'm coming down with something. Don't want to get your grandma sick because her grandma was older. Don't want to get her sick. Yeah, that's very considerate. She starts flipping the fuck out on me on the phone. And I'm in the I'm in the car with my sister. My sister was not really into this chick for me. like because con- I side with Jen. Because Well, yeah, because of constantly... This chick would do this kind of stuff. Yeah, be and dramatic. then I'd be like, what the fuck, man? I don't know. I'm sick. So then I'm like, yo, dude, we're fucking done. I can't do this shit. And you changed a lot because of this girl. True. This is what I heard from the siblings. This is why I don't smile on pictures to this day. Right. Exactly. Um, okay. Point being, mm-hmm. I dumped her mm-hmm. day before Christmas Eve. Yeah. Her family's like fucking like, you're going to ruin our fucking Christmas, Steve Green. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yo, dude, this chick is, I don't, that was not cool. The next day. She calls me and like she's calling me all day and stuff and and I don't pick up. And then Christmas morning, she comes to the house and guess the fuck what? I open the door. She's there having a panic attack on my porch. And I can't even talk because I'm so sick. Yeah. I was fucking right. I was sick. Yes. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but. I, so that was me dumping a person. Right. And you're, that's Christmas. I could have made everything better. And her better. dad was trying to her dad talk was you there, out like, of it. Being, like he was fucking pissed, of course, that ruined their Christmas. It sucks. I hate I hate that I did that. Mm-hmm. But it was it was done because of her actions, not because of anything else. It wouldn't have happened. This wouldn't have happened on Christmas yeah. if she hadn't have done that. So it's a little different because this one wasn't because of her actions. No, exactly, right? Yeah. So then I've been dumped as well. Mm-hmm. But let me, let, me, let me get to my point here. Okay. When she's having a panic attack on my porch... Of course I gave a shit. Of course I cared. I loved this person, so I thought for that age range that you love somebody, right? Yeah. They cared about them so much, infatuation, all that stuff. I All I wanted to do was pick her up and say, oh my God, like I hope, you know, I just want to make it all better right now. Mm-hmm. But I had to play a character of somebody who did not care because that was the only way I was going to get out of that situation mm. with keeping this decision final. Otherwise, I, I'm too much of a softy and I would have 
taken her back and then been unhappy for another yell storm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, so it was already falling off. Yeah. And this was just this the, was the catalyst. Straw the and, catalyst. Yeah. And then I had to stick with my guns. Yeah. And I had to not be Steve Green for a little while. I had to, when I was around this person, I yeah. had to pretend like I was this cold, distant motherfucker mm-hmm. who is not going to put his guns down because, you know, and stand up for himself. Mm. And, and it ultimately ended up being the best move I made. My dad told me I would regret it for the rest of my life. <laughs> Guess what, dad? You don't always give the best advice. <laughs> I do, God, I do both our regret. dads got a shout out this episode. Yeah, right? I do not regret that one fucking iota. But it stuck with me that he had always he always said that. And then, well, you know, your dad found the love of his life in high school, like married your mom. They true. were the high school sweethearts. So even though you guys were in high school. He had cheat codes, though, my dad. That's cheat yeah, codes. See? see? So he thought like, oh, this is the one because it was your high school sweetheart because he didn't know any relationships after high school True. So he was speaking from the best of his knowledge True. at the time so then on the dumped and well this mostly applies to her right so that's yeah. that's his you he hasn't changed all this bullshit this is helpful because it's like it's he's not a monster that's yeah like, he's yeah. not like some distant cold motherfucker machine or something he's doing this so he can get this over with because it's, it's so something hurtful. he's wanted to do for a while and it sucks it sucks. sucks for you girl i feel for you but it's time to reinvest in yourself yeah you got blindsided you got blindsided guess what he cheated on you okay he cheated on you it's time to erase yeah. this perfect bullshit fucking thomas kincaid painting you had mm-hmm. of your relationship and it's time to paint over it with the truth it's super hard because you went through years of like having the perfect but relationship nonsense. but better now than later right like better yes. that you see his true colors you got this fucker now. out the way exactly because imagine you guys got married and then like that's like really messy to try to break up like if there are problems or you'd like just slowly start settling and like deteriorating because you'd find out later way better now it's like you dodged a bullet just think of it that way and it sucks because you're like just remembering how good it was as a i read that that's actually something that our brains do when we're going through a breakup it they it processes it the same way as you deal with death when you're grieving Whereas you only remember the good memories because yes, the, the bad memories like hurts. It hurts too much. Of course. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, but he wasn't, he was, it wasn't your it soulmate. Wasn't real. So re- rest easy knowing that that wasn't the guy. You lived um, in a lie. And it sucks right now that you're so isolated, but now you know what your boundaries are where you can be like, yo, I value myself and my happiness and, um, and on my career and if someone doesn't fit into what i've already established as my happiness if they don't come in and make it even better like it just enhances it or complements it in some way i'm not going to change it to go like mold into their life you know like you found what makes you happy and that's ex- that's special and you're a fucking badass okay listen you just wrote something listen i'm usually i'm usually against long worded shit but that was really well done yeah. okay you have some kind of a talent there i believe you need to start looking at yourself and investing in yourself. And this is the time to do it, right? Like, especially post breakup. Yeah. It's time to fucking glow up and grow up. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You are, you just, this is the best times of your life. Yeah. Just treat it like, you know, okay, I am getting back on the bike and, and I'm going to do better this time. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And you, and like recognize what your foundation is. Definitely take some time to grieve validate your feelings your your feelings are completely valid um 
And and then slowly, yeah, start to rebuild yourself, who you are without this person, who you were without this person, who you're going to who be. Who are you now? Yeah, who, who are, you are you now? And let's build on this per- person, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's build from here. And I want you to email us back, if you please, all, and let us know how you're doing. All situations in life are temporary. So you being not in London, not doing your dream job right now, it's very temporary. Just work towards it the best you can. You know what you want. You will look so. back on this and smile because you're like, holy shit, I survived that and I'm so glad I went through it. Yeah. I promise you. Mm-hmm. Promise you. So the dawn is coming. You will you will be okay. And that's what I try to tell people going through breakups. You will be okay. That's the key, key, key yeah. to remember. Exactly. I promise you. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a hard one though. So I feel you. I'm sorry. So now we're moving on from your situation. Yeah. Okay. Bye. I mean, bye. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> it's so easy when you're on the outside. I know. Yeah. It really is. So we know what you're going through, man. God, I, I definitely know what you're going through. It's just, you know, I'm not going through that right now. So, it, so we're it's moving easy on. to be like, yeah, you know what you got to do? Love yourself. <laughs> Point being, we're moving on. Next question. This one is afraid of being a rebound chick. Okay. Oh, we've all been there. Hey, Nikki and Steve, I love the podcast and I'm totally here for the vibe. You guys are such relationship goals that I want whatever you have. This one is lengthy, so I bolded the main points. Thank you. Thank you. Very considerate. Now, on to my question. I met this guy in college that I have a major crush on. He's super sweet. He has a great sense of humor. He is punctual to all of our dates, dates in quotation marks, because we're just quote unquote friends. He remembers the small details about me, and he is also an amazing friend who is loyal and caring. He treats his loved ones super well, and he is your pretty classic gentleman. He's literally everything I've ever wanted a guy. I, I kind of think of you and Steve since his tall-ass, dirty, blonde, white dude, and I'm a petite Asian chick. Nice. <laughs> That's perfect. Good combo. Um, I feel like the time freezes whenever we spend time together. A couple weeks ago, he came um, to help me string up lights, lights in my dorm room. It was supposed to take 10 minutes, but he stayed, and we talked for like four hours, and it felt like nothing. We were pretty flirty and there's something unsaid going on between us. And all of our friends kind of know, but we haven't said anything to each other, even though it's been many months. LOL. Sounds great, right? Anyway, when we first met, he was still with his girlfriend from high school and he was with her for a little over one year. Obviously, nothing happened between us. We were just acquaintances at the time. He broke up with her a couple weeks after we met due to distance and her being uh, not so awesome. Over the school year, things started to kind of grow between us. It's been six months since he broke up with his girlfriend. And when we were talking, he mentioned that he loved her and that he didn't want to lose himself in a relationship again. Not in reference to me, just as a general conversation topic. He was telling me that the reason they broke up was because he felt like she was extremely draining and passive aggressive. She would like get mad at him and never tell him why, give him silent treatment, etc. Mm. She also relied on him as her only lifeline. And when we broke up, she wouldn't let him. She wouldn't let him. I don't know what that means. She even refused to change her Facebook status of in a relationship. Oh, like she wouldn't she let wouldn't them break let it, up. Yeah, okay. Yeah. She wouldn't change her Facebook status for a few months after he broke up with her. When he spoke of her, though, I couldn't help but be worried that he would never love me that much. He would never love me that much because I could tell that she was once someone he loved and cared about very deeply. They are still friends on Facebook and they still follow each other on Instagram. It's been six months and he clearly has feelings for me, but I'm so worried about being a rebound. I thought you guys might have great advice and insight because I know that Steve had gotten out of a pretty serious relationship recently when you guys started dating. Uh, Sorry, I forgot to close off the email. LOL. Have you guys ever dealt with this issue? Was this an insecurity Nikki has dealt with? What would you guys do if you were me? Much love. Anonymous. Perfect. Yes. Okay. Uh, Yes, this is exactly. Well, not exactly, but. Nikki was my rebound chick. Yes, I'm still a rebound. And I'm still going through hell, frankly. And I'm still worried about everybody finding out I'm a rebound. See? See? No, I mean, look, 
you don't know what's going on in his head, but you got to give him credit for what he's done, for his actions and not for what you maybe think is happening. Yeah, not projections yeah, about yeah, yeah. What, you, what might happen. Oh, no. Am I this person? Well, because it could is he be, treating you like it? It could become a self-fulfilling prophecy, exactly. too. If you're constantly worried about being a rebound and you're putting that energy out there of like, hey, am I a rebound? Am I a rebound? Because the thing he didn't like about his ex was that she was passive aggressive and like clingy. So like if you're constantly needing that validation and security that you're not a rebound, once if you inevitably decide to get in a relationship, um, then he's going to view you as clingy and he, you will be a rebound because he doesn't want to be in a relationship. Don't make like it that. true. Yeah, don't make it true. So I agree with Steve. If you're going to start it, start it clean slate, give benefit of the doubt that it's just a person entering a new relationship and don't let like any of your own projections get in the way of what could otherwise be a really beautiful thing. Sounds good so far. Yeah. And, and if someone breaks up with someone, he broke up with his girlfriend and he listed all the reasons they're over it they're, or they're getting over it. This like motherfucker sat with you for four hours, dude. Yeah. Like if there's feelings there, pursue it. Don't, don't think of this breakup as in six months is, this is a good chunk of time. Don't let the shadow of it loom though over your shit. Exactly. Like, like, like it, it has no reason to. That's all. I mean, were you best friends with this chick? No. So you all, you have literally have no consequences to, to seeing this dude. Yeah. And and what will be will be. And like, let's say worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, you're a rebound. Fuck that guy then. Like, yeah, right. That's <laughs> you us. know that wasn't the guy for you. Um, that's the attitude I kind of had. Like, I felt like Steve was exactly my soulmate like our first date was incredible lecture i felt a connection like unlike anything i've ever felt and um and this we didn't even have sex or anything this was just a, the first date and people, not yet <laughs> people around us our friends like we had a lot of mutual friends because we we met all our friends at the same time we were all in the same friend groups right they had a lot of reservations they wanted to help me and they were all protect me every yeah. single one of them and and rightly so you know it it was a much shorter time it was no six months it was two weeks after they went through a breakup they so shit. and he was with her for four years so i absolutely had my guard up about like this potentially being that situation and i even said that i vocalized pretty much all of my fears i said you know i don't want to be a rebound i have real feelings so i would rather you take the year off date around do all kinds of stuff get it out of your system and then we date seriously later because i just did not want to be a rebound and for steve and this is just going to be case by case but for for steve he's like no once something's done it's done cut off all ties like he was completely cut the cord on i'm that. militant bro i i believe in like if we're done then fucking see your ass in hell yeah and i had never felt signs that i was being treated like a rebound like i was always treated like a girlfriend from the first from when we said we were seriously dating like i was declared a girlfriend i've always been i have always felt like a girlfriend not like some person that was like a hookup that you're kind of trying to make work no you're my number one priority always happening. yeah so yeah no look and if he treat if he's treating you good, then you have no reason to think you're a rebound. Yeah, and and stop dreading it. You'll be fine. Live in the moment. Yeah. Live in like the actions that are, and not what might be or could be or your worst fears. Be a present ass bitch. Exactly. That's all. That's all we ask. And and if you ever get inklings of like him, oh, like maybe you start something and then he's kind of distancing himself. Like you can vocalize it. Like you could communicate and just you know it's a relationship. So exactly. Yeah.
I but feel a good, like we're but good getting, luck. I feel like we're getting distant lately. All, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, it's very easy, by the way. You don't have to sit somebody down and do all this shit and make it all dramatic. No, just, just like, like, hey, you know, I noticed like a change. Like we used to hang out more and now we're not hanging out as much. What's up? You know, see how cool that is compared to like sit down. It's just. Yeah. Like already I'm like, oh. And then, of course, if, so you're, if you're always dwelling on possibility, the possibility of you being a rebound, that's what you're going to bring up in that conversation. It's going to be like, it didn't have to go that far, but then you you go like, oh, I just think I might be a rebound. And then it's like, yeah. oh, like, wow, that's really dramatic. Yeah. So don't. Be careful of that. Just get it out of your head. Yeah. If you're going to pursue this, you need to get that out of your head. You're going to be fine, though. Yeah. I'm rooting for you. Yeah. It sounds like you have, I, I miss those little, like, Ooh, like it's like ooh. Ooh, what's First, gonna happen? Like a, ooh, ooh. I, I kind of have a crush. Does yeah. he like me back? Does he feel the same way? Like, you miss it, huh? It's, yeah, I miss it. Okay, this is the end of the show, guys. I wish he didn't love me so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please check us out on Patreon if you got a chance. Yeah, uh, Patreon.com/sticky. A lively community. We do extra bonus episodes of Should They Don't Tell You called Should They Don't Tell You After Dark, where we talk about things that we're currently going through that sh- that people didn't tell us about, some shit they should have told us. Um, that we don't really have answers for. We're just kind of processing. I also have a monthly segment called Steve's Crypto Corner. Yeah. Where I take Brand you new. All of my crypto moves and ideas and stuff. Maybe. And we also do an extra episode, uh, podcast episode, a different podcast called We Just Woke Up, where we just give our thoughts right off the bat of we, uh, like amongst, uh, upon waking up. Yes. Train of thought. So please check it out. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Thanks for your questions.